0: a place where average veterans come to share their opinions on the world we live in. We can't guarantee you're going to like our opinions. But we promise, we're going to enjoy giving them to you. I'm Jim.
1: And I'm Mike. And I'm Paul. Hey, let's pull the pin.
0: Oh, smooth, like we've done this before.
1: Yeah. What episode is this? I think that's probably (laughs) about the third or fourth time we got it.
0: (laughs) Well, we're improving. That's all that matters. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wait till the next episode. Hey, so what's on deck for today? Is that a question? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, but I could answer it. Hey, let's do uh, that—an uh, update on that uh, that guy's trial. Chauvin, what guy? Chauvin, Chauvin, Officer Chauvin, Chauvin, whatever the Chauvinist.
0: <laughs> you want to do an update? You let's can't even say his name. The name, yeah. so it must be. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, I did hear he was a really bad husband.
1: Yeah. I'm going to hold my comment. <laughs> no, I say that because a lot of people, are, you know, it's just the the uh, defense that's presenting their case. I mean, uh, the uh, prosecution presenting their case now, and everyone's getting all happy and stuff. I'm like, you didn't see the other side yet. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just waiting, just waiting. You know, the old rabbit in the hat or whatever. So a lot of people are getting happy. I'm like, see, that's just going to make it worse if it doesn't go your way. Let's just wait, and this is here. Hear it all, and then respond accordingly. What do you guys think?
0: Okay. Well, I think from the
2: get from the get go, I think what's what's kind of interesting is they've charged him with second degree murder, third degree murder, and unintentional homicide at the same time. So it seems very interesting that let's just throw whatever we can throw at it versus saying this is the case that what we have and going for that to begin
0: with. So I find that kind of very interesting.
1: You said all at the same time? Or was it
2: that they –
0: oh, I I read that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, remember, they even added added one back. They added the third one, they added back. No, I was thinking they they
1: were going with him with, like, second degree and then another officer that was – you know, another charge. Nope. We're just saying all three or four charges were just on him.
2: On him, which I find that really, really interesting because if you look at a matter-of-fact of law, you would think that you would say this qualifies for under this statute. Yeah. Secondary murder is way different than unintentional manslaughter. Right, right, right. I mean, so I just find it interesting from the beginning we're going to throw – I don't know that there's a fourth that's been added, but we're going to throw three at you, and see which one sticks. So, so I find that interesting from the get go.
0: Well, I think I I, think well, I think it's not it's not absurd. I mean, if you're talking about normal, if you're talking about normal. Yeah, a prosecutor would be like, hey, what can we prove? We have a strong case. Even if they say it might not go through, we'll go with this. But I think these these prosecutors are banking on public opinion. They're banking on this. They're banking on the jury is going to be swayed no matter what it is. They're banking on it because just like you said, that sounds silly to me. Like they know the law. They know what they can prove. And I think two of the three are going to be thrown out before you even get too far just by with the evidence presented.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 still a little uh, perplexed that they can do that. You know, normally they just uh shoot for the highest the most se- severe and then with the hopes of the Please, person sorry. getting con- convicted of something a lesser charge. But damn, to charge him with all three? He could yeah, He only he know. only could have done one.
2: I mean, if you're bringing indictment, I would think that you would look at the violation, you look at the evidence that you have at hand, and you would say, this is a case of blah. Yeah. Yeah. And so even in this case, don't don't think for a moment that I'm defending the process, I'm defending the man, I'm defending and whatever the case may be. I just really would like to defend the truth of the matter and how we look at this. And so from from the get-go, when we start, we're just going to throw whatever we can throw out there. And whatever sticks is going to be good. And I think like Jim hit it, is a lot of it is just, it's the court of public opinion that it seems to be. Yeah, but to me, that's
1: still – I'm trying to understand how – okay, if I break into your house and I steal something –
0: what, what you're saying is the elements of the highest crime are in the lower ones. So why would you need to be charged with the lower ones? Yeah. But if, if you're going with, for the sake of, like, murder, if it involves intent, right? If you say you charge them with a murder that has intent, like I intended to kill somebody, you can still be convicted of manslaughter, a lower offense, because right. the intent wasn't proven. Right. Unless, unless wherever the, the court is or their jurisdiction, you have to list all the lesser offenses. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Maybe there's something... Yeah. In that system. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I'm, I'm with you. I get what you're saying. It doesn't make sense to charge charge somebody with uh, manslaughter when they might have intended to kill somebody and you just couldn't prove it, so it's manslaughter anyway. Right. So, but I don't know. But I still think it's all theater. I think a lot of it's theater because, I mean, I even saw recently that YouTube, these the Black Lives Matter protesters, all those people, it, there's no winning this. Because if Chauvin gets off by the letter of the law, um, then it was the jury that was tainted, or the judge that was tainted, or the. You know, there's, there's no winning this. It's, it's going to be mob justice or nothing. It's just, to my opinion, that's it.
1: Yeah. Okay. But if it's okay, now you can't speak on the letter of the law, but based on the, all the uh, the video that you've seen, do you think he should get off?
0: Well, not off completely. Right. But I don't know if any of those charges are going to stick. Hmm. I mean, I watched a couple, I, like, I guess the trial's been televised. I haven't really been watching that. I've watched a couple little videos here and there offsetting. I just watched one today with the, some uh, fire fire lady that was testifying. And, yeah. I mean, her, you saw that? Her opinions yeah. were, like, really her opinions. And, I like, I understood from a fire person perspective, like, let me give first aid. You're killing the guy. Let me give first aid. But some of the comments she made was, like, uh, he was killing her. Like, I, I don't, like, from a police officer's perspective – she was trying to nail the police for all the faults, but none of the fire people's uh, faults. I don't know if you picked up on that. Yeah, yeah. So, it's well, crazy. Me,
1: I, I was like, okay, if it was that bad, well, you know, in the society that we live in, I guess I can understand it. But to me, if it was that bad in that position, why couldn't you just go over there and, and provide? I
0: don't know. Let's, let's let's ask the EMT guy. Well, well <laughs> let me let me one caveat before that. They okay. asked, why were you filming it? She oh, I didn't know she was it. Yeah. Oh, that, that, okay, I missed that. So you tell me, that. like... <laughs> uh. How does that look? Mm. Well, oh. Let's ask the... <laughs> I'm going to leave
2: my personal opinions on her and her testimony like out of any of this, really, to be honest. But it, the delineation between murder and manslaughter is... Did you intend to kill somebody or did someone die because of your actions? That's the delineation between the two of those. So to begin with, even though he has a very smug, don't question my authority look upon his face in the act of doing it, right, which doesn't, that visual does not bode very well, but does anybody honestly think that that dude showed up with the intention to kill George Floyd? Do you really think he went fuck it? I got a badge and a gun. I'm here to kill the guy. Or is it reasonable to say that maybe his actions caused this man's death? Right. So that's a man's. That's that's a difference between murder and manslaughter. So it's been politicized. Right off the bat, it's it's a whole bunch of kabuki theater to begin with. Right off the bat, again, I'm not defending the guy. I'm not defending the system. None of that, right? I, I think we have a an accountability issue in, in this when we have this conversation. But I don't think that that guy showed up with the intent to kill George Floyd. So it's a manslaughter issue.
0: See, and so yeah. now we look
2: at now we look at it and that and the defense going to you know people i'm, I'm in a, a fairly large debate group and people are like it's really weird that they're looking at the toxicology report of the dead person i think when you go into jurisprudence on reasonable doubt when you look at what this guy had in his system the way he was acting his very recent od that he had, had not within time i don't think it's within reasonable doubt to say that maybe this guy didn't cause that. But, and and that's probably the truth, and again, I'm not defending the guy, that's probably in the truth of which, within what had happened, but I think this guy is going to be hung out just as a matter of politic, honestly.
1: Okay, so... What I was going to say before was, um, when you look at the letter of the law, I agree the manslaughter versus murder. malice was the fourth Lord. Yeah. Got it. I don't see how he would be able to get off. just, you know, letter of the law. We can't really speak on it. Cause we don't know everything. right? But when I, when I watched the video and I, I say, doesn't matter what was in his system. Because whatever was in his system didn't warrant to me what the officer did, like we analyzed him, uh, after he was placed in handcuffs and on the ground. You well, know, what that, this comes, that, that's the part right there for me where, sorry, dude, you just lost me.
0: Well, what what this comes down to, like, and we, we did discuss this in, in when we reviewed the actual police it you know and i thought everything was obviously subjective up until the point where he was no longer a threat then they're kneeling on him like to me he's not a threat i don't know why you're kneeling on him. so i think there's obviously nobody in here probably thinks there there shouldn't be some disciplinary action but it goes back to the debate too where what is your perception of like even with the the paramedics and i know as a police officer You can't let the paramedics in until the police have secured the scene. So take, for example, a police shooting that happens under complete justification. If the guy gets shot and he's bleeding out and you don't know if there's a partner or whatever, you still have to secure the scene for your safety. Right. So I'm not saying that that's the case here. I'm just saying at what point um, does that perception of, okay, it's secure now play because that's a wider range than the letter of the law.
1: Does that make yeah, sense, or I-, yeah, I I... I can agree with you, and you know, uh, we've been involved in those, same as, I'm sure, Paul. But for me, it was, like we talked about before, had him in handcuffs, he was down, he wasn't resisting or being, you know, acting in some type of agitated state anymore, and you have four officers there, the other three, plus more, could have uh, secured the scene a lot of paramedics or the EMTN.
0: Right. So at that point is it a is it a law he broke or is it a police policy violation?
1: Well you know, let's let's listen to Paul on that one. As far as uh if you did that to me, did you break a law?
0: Well, I I,
2: I, I think what's happened here is you we we have found the outlier and the small percentages, right? So as I got my paramedic's license in 1996. I've worked many a scene where EMS has been called because, oh my gosh, I'm having chest pain. I get pulled for a DUI and I'm clearly shit-faced drunk. And my chest pain is because I'm laying on my liquor bottle in the front seat of my truck. Now, I'm not – so there, there is this – I have witnessed more than once this, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm having this medical issue – and I think this is going to get me out of trouble, and little did they know that we take them to the ER and the police follow us to the ER, and it just continues after that point. So I, I think that you kind of get used to this, oh, I can't breathe, I can't, whatever the case may be, and, and you, you, you slip into that way and the, and the 10% catch you. Mm. I mean, it happens in what I do in medicine. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just drunk, whatever, and they're, in a, and they're having a diabetic issue. It's those small percentages that catch you. So you have to look at the way that you practice your craft and, and think about those percentages.
0: Yeah, but, I, I mean, think what, that's. What
2: did we have? We had a very large dude in cuffs and one person restraining him on the ground. This is a dude that fought to get in the truck, fought to get out of the truck. You finally got him out of the truck. He's no small man. He's a big guy. Obviously, if you look at his demeanor, like this cat is not in his sensible mind, I would think. I would think if you had any street smarts of dealing with people, you'd go, hmm, this dude's judgment is impaired on something. Whether it be medical, because I'm going to think medical on the first hand. I don't know if where you live in downtown Minnesota in this area, if dudes dorked out on speedballs, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the benefit of of being there and having that experience. But uh, again, I don't think that this guy, this Chauvin guy, went into it with the intent to kill George Floyd. And really, if you think about it, in the in the backstory of the perversity of it, it's This happened because a guy was passing counterfeit bills. When the state passes counterfeit bills by the trillions all the time, I mean. So, I mean, if you really want to get deep and philosophical about it, like we can go that direction. However, but by doing that, that that screwed this guy from the local market.
1: This Mm. guy's
2: got a business in this local area in the hood trying to to provide a service to people and this guy came in and screwed him and so what's his recourse he calls the police and they go hey man like this dude essentially fucking stole from me
1: Yeah, and it was was, from
2: this guy and he's like yeah i can't you're getting me out of my car and you're want to put me in your car but now all of a sudden i'm like flipped out from your car because it's not my car
0: yeah, and you think about it if 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 obviously Floyd was the reason for the riots, but if he could only held out a little bit longer, he could have looted all kinds of stores and got all kinds of free stuff. So he he just had to wait a little bit longer and he didn't need to counterfeit Bill.
1: Yeah, but it was uh now on record that it was an actual twenty dollar bill. Is it really? Yeah. So
0: he passed it hmm. he passed the fake twenty. Are you making that up, Mike? Just to make some.
1: No, I'm being serious. Yeah, it was. You said that it was an actual $20 bill. And the store owners regret calling the police.
0: Oh, so it was really? a
2: legitimate $20 bill?
0: Yeah. Well, that still doesn't change the case because the police don't know that. I mean, they may know that after the investigation, but that wouldn't change the case. Well, when
1: you look at uh, public opinion, you have people out there that say, well, he was stealing, right? If he wasn't stealing, none of this would have happened. He wasn't stealing. He passed an okay, next so, so
2: He actually the passed
1: the day in court. $2 bill. Do
2: you have your day in court.
1: Say what? Do
2: you have your day in court.
0: Well, and you could probably he, he can't. file some false suit, something, or probably reverse it. Now he can't. No.
2: Right. You have your day in court. <clears throat> if, you're, if you're legitimate, you have your day in court, right? That's, Come that's
0: on, though. Now,
1: okay, okay. Let's let's be real here. And once again, we're not choosing sides. We're just stating our well, own, right? Our own facts. Well, perception of facts, right? <laughs> but no. If someone came to me, if the police came to me and said, "Hey, you know, we're doing an investigation. Uh, you know, I need you to step out of your car," I'm going to be like, "What's going on?" You know what I mean? Right. I might step out of my car still, but, you know, I'm going to be inquisitive. I'm like, what's going on? And then they want to, you know, take me down. I'm like, no, no, no. What's going on? I didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Sure. Now, people will say he did that because he had some drugs on him or just taking him some drugs. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. But the average person is not going to go so willingly when they believe they did nothing
2: wrong. Well, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, but at
0: some point, at some point, the average person is going to be pushed to a state of, "Am I willing to die on this hill?" Because the police will up their game too. So, at what yes. point does the average person say, "Okay, okay, okay, whatever"? I mean, at what point?
1: As soon as they put their hand on that weapon.
0: that's Well, that's my. It's not. It's not a joke. So we, what? The, with the
2: magic markers, officer, and then like, well, sh- and then we'll just be on our way. I mean, can we do that?
1: Yeah. But I mean, I don't know why that didn't warrant, even if he did. I mean, these days, what do we do with uh, uh drugs? You know, just write them a little citation and go about their business. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know why $20 wouldn't warrant a citation of some... T- I, I don't know. Like Paul said, then you have your day in court. For the, for the bracelets to come on and all of that to happen over $20? Okay. I don't, oh, I so I
2: I'll, I'll, yeah I, I'll agree I will agree with you one hundred percent on the point you just made on that like we 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 get to this point of the shit's gonna cost you your life if you resist hard enough right, right. And that's really that's really kind of the issue and should be that people how how should they respond should they just because I put a, a uniform on a costume on however you want to look at it like the rules of how we deal in society shouldn't differ from me to you. Right, and I think that's the real philosophical issue when you, you get into it. I just find it very interesting that they're throwing this dude under the bus. They really are. I, I mean, again, I don't like... You know, you, you should have accountability for your actions, but this guy, is like, they're... Oh, well, yeah, you yeah, fuck this guy. Like, here's the red meat. Like, give it... Give it to the masses.
1: So you're referencing the charges.
2: Yeah, well, I just think that the way that the media is portraying it, and what's really interesting is the way that other officers in parts of that thin blue line are now willing to throw this guy under the bus, whereas before you'd seen it would seem, or at least the narrative, accepted narrative, would be that that was quite the opposite.
1: Yeah, and I've been saying for years that was the problem.
2: Well, it is part of the problem. Police shootings are
0: a huge part of the problem, in my opinion. Yep. Can I go back? I want to go back to a point that we missed because we were talking about what the average person will do, right? And I remember watching that video, and I remember that we don't even have to talk about the average person because Mr. Floyd came out of that car, don't shoot me, don't shoot me, don't shoot. So he already preconceived the idea that these people would and were willing to shoot him. He said that. Cops like, I'm not going to shoot you, I'm not going to shoot you, but he already believed that. So to to the point I'm making, when you're talking about the average citizen, if you really believe the police are gonna shoot you and you did no wrong, I would walk into the back of the police car. I personally would. Because it would be the safest place for me. Because if I gave them a reason to do something, it'll be justified. Why why even take that chance? If you really believe the cops gonna shoot you, what are you gonna do? You got no ways of defending yourself. Well what are you I really mean, gonna do? If
1: you really if you really look at the way And we're talking about, okay, you know how I hate talking about the media, right? The media has this double standard, and we all know it, and they like to sensationalize for clicks and everything. But if you really look at the media and how they portray police officers, why wouldn't somebody feel that way?
0: But that just validates my point, though. That validates my point. It doesn't matter why... Uh, the people feel that way or how they feel that way what got them to feel that way the point is if I feel like Mike James was going to kick my ass next time I saw him I'm not going to be close to him or when I am close to him I'm going to be very nice to him and then well, I'll escape you, you, that situation
1: yeah but you had you have uh, cases where people have been nice followed uh, police officers directives and next thing you know they get shot
0: I don't know how many cases that is but I'd still take that chance well, me, okay, I
1: mean now, okay, we're personalizing it, right? So well, my that's opinion, what it is. Yeah, yeah, so when I, when I see, yeah, when I see someone like that say, Please don't shoot me, please don't shoot me. Yeah, I can like like we discussed before, I get stopped on average once a year. And I'm never wrong. Okay, let's just put it out there. <laughs> I'm never wrong. I don't speed that much, but you know, <laughs> my interaction and all the cops have been uh, white guys. I have never received a citation where I had to pay money. I received a citation, but I never had, they were all warnings and stuff like that. Right. But so that's my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I got more me than not. you then. Oh, yeah. I'm average, man. I'm telling you. I got more than you. Yeah. But my, my whole point is that's my experience. But when I look on, the news, media, whatever, YouTube, whatever. You know, if I really take that in as reality, I can understand why people have a different perspective. I really can. I really can. So when people say they're they're fear, they're fearful when they're in the right or they haven't done anything wrong and they're stopped by police officers, like, I get it. I get it. And I understood it when I was a cop. You know, and it didn't matter that I was a black cop. It was just, I was a cop. So there's that stigma. You know, so I, 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 personally, I get it. I knew it was kind of, you know, (laughs) the numbers were skewed a lot, but I get it. And I think that's the problem with a lot of people. They don't see it from that social media news outlet perspective. You know, that's how people are receiving their their, uh, news. So... There has to be some understanding in, but most of the time there's
2: not. No, so I I I, I get that, especially as a type of person of okay, as long as I'm not hurting anybody else, like who who are you to like intervene with my day to day life? So I I totally get that. But it was ironic. I just got off a ten hour road trip and I was thinking about your non follicular challenged bald head of yourself. And I remember we, we had a conversation one time, and, and you know, we had talked about uh, people that want to portray themselves as thugs, right? And, and that didn't, that crossed all colors and races and barriers. There's people that wanted to portray themselves as thugs. And you had said one time, like, hey, I have to work extra hard against this type of stereotype that's accepted. right? And so that's always one thing that's kind of stuck with me. It's, it's kind of bullshit. But however, if you you I would think that you would know, know from police work that if you come across thuggish hoodish and that that transcends all races and colors. If you come across that way, there's a chance that I'm going to probably have to approach you a little bit differently than the average. Hey, I'm just going to church and I'm late and that's why I'm speeding.
1: No. I treated everyone the same.
0: Well, but yet, well, yet there's agree. still there's a no, reason. There's no. levels of force, right? Well no, I, you still no. have to escalate so, according to plan. No,
2: no, to so I, I agree with you. And and and, and Mike I, I try and do the same thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start start from this same place with everybody. That doesn't mean that I'm not... <clears throat> I don't take visual cues that might put me more on guard than not. Doesn't mean that those are always fail-safe. Sometimes they, they do fail that way. You get some nice little coming home from church woman, and next thing you know, she just wants to smoke you. She killed her husband and her kids or whatever. Kids, mm-hmm. But that might be a little bit different than hey I'm rolling around looking at cars in a dark alley at 4 o'clock in the morning <laughs> you know so those are survival yeah. instincts that, that we all in the military does that to us too you know this is is this a potential threat okay how do you start thinking about mitigating the threat right so if, if, if you're going about life justly I don't think that you're you're going to stand as much of an opportunity being messed with as if not. And it's kind of what Jim was saying earlier is if you get to a point like, okay, if I'm that fearful and I have no means to resist, I might as well just comply and have my day in court, even though I think the system's stacked against you because I've, I've been subject to the officer said, but... That beats getting your ass beat on the side of the road. And I say getting your ass beat on the side of the road is right. It's a totally different topic. I really think if a dude just sat in the car and said, hey, let's mark the little $20 bill and I can go on my way, I think we had a much better outcome. Instead, we burnt half the country down.
0: Mm. Yeah, I could just tell you, like, maybe I, I've, you know, I've been stopped before. <clears throat> I even had to fight the law and not physically fight them. You know, a bad cop, bad ticket, you know, and I went in there and I filed a complaint and all that stuff, and at the end of the day, I just had to say, you know, wh- wh- was this worth it? Like, what's going to become of this? You know, is it worth it? Is it worth me getting smeared? And maybe the police are corrupt. I don't know. Is it worth me starting a fire and, and them all now watching me and pulling me over and harassing me on purpose because I'm white. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they do that. But, you know, so at some point, you know, like I said, I just go back to this is not the hill I'm going to die on. I'm not going to die on that hill. Even if I did the did the crime, I'm caught. You know, if you don't want prison that bad, uh, don't do crime. I mean, it's just that simple. And if well, you're wrongfully. Yeah, right. You Know if you're wrongfully, yeah, this stuff happens. I mean, it happens. I hope it doesn't happen to anybody innocent. It has, yeah, I mean, but the, the
1: the the I'm not gonna say issue, but challenge, concern, yeah, I, yeah that's good. The, the challenging thing to me is getting people to flip that.
0: What do you mean, you know?
1: Um, hey, if you just complied, you know. Why didn't you just comply? Like, I'm sure you guys seen the one with the Army lieutenant recently got stopped at the gas station. Subject for another day. But anyway, (laughs) but no, um, why don't we flip that and say, hey, officer, is it worth it? All this stuff that you're going through, all this stuff that has caused the country, like Paul just spoke on, you know, burning half the country down, was it worth it?
0: Right. To show yeah. off
1: like that and have that that type of conduct on on social media, you know, people watching you and now you throw your hands in your pocket, you're kneeling on the guy for, was it worth it?
0: Well, I agree. This goes back yeah. to Paul's comment. That's what I think, you know, and I agree with you. I don't think a counterfeit 20 was worth any of that, you know, even if it was counterfeit. But it goes back to to Paul's. That's where I think the culture is the problem. Hmm. When you start going into to your district, whatever it is, you know what it is. Uh, When I worked in Colorado, we had five distinctly different districts. I mean, the North District, one, was full of rich people, baseball stars, mansions, all the way down to the biggest trailer park I'd ever seen in my life. And each officer who worked that district knew what to expect when they went in there. And you didn't see a lot of crimes or high crimes up in that District 1. Down in those trailer parks and the district next to it, you saw a lot of the same stuff. So the culture... In the, in the police field, is you, you tend to go into it expecting the same stuff. I'm not saying it's right. Even like when I did it, I still treat every scenario the same. But nine times out of ten, you're still heightened because you know what the results are going to or possibly be because that's normal. So I can't say that, you know, you go into it looking to get in a fight. But every time you go to a call, no matter how good you are, it turns into a fight. What do you do the next time you go to a call? Well, yeah, I got it. I get that.
1: You know, that's why, like, through the training, and I'm going to try to speak on on Paul's training as well as EMT going into a situation, he's just, you know, you just focus on, you know, what's the issue and how you say I'm going to prolong death as much (laughs) as best I could, right? I remember he said that. I was like, wow, that's deep. But anyway, um, like, the worst cases that you can have as an officer, a regular patrol officer, is what? Domestic. So I treated everyone the same because we all know how it is. Once the braces bracelets go on someone, that other one starts to, you know, get a little irate and who knows what's gonna happen. So that, that was just like something personal. I treat everybody the same. But well, you treat
0: domestics a little different, right? When you go to well, domestic, you're domest- alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a
1: more right. like Paul was talking about, the more heightened sense of danger, if you They're will.
0: Volatile, right? Right. Yeah.
1: Right, but because of the uh, area, or let's just call it what it is, the race of the individual, uh-uh, no, no, oh, hell no,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to a high drug traffic area for a call, you wouldn't think that there'd be drugs there? Well, yeah,
1: there'd be drugs there, but that, yeah, but if I go to a, a something about drugs, a case about drugs, I don't care if I was going to your house, or someone
0: else's house, you know, in the hood, it's still the danger so me, is there for me. But well, let me give you the scenario. So you go to, uh, uh, you know, this neighborhood which is known for drugs and stuff like that, and you get a call for what? A counterfeit bill. You go to the counterfeit bill. You go get the side of the story for the person being accused, and all of a sudden you see him stuffing something in his pocket. You ignore it. What
1: so What in his pocket?
0: What would look to me to you like some sort of drugs. No, I wouldn't ignore it. you investigate further, but there's no danger there, though. And I told you about the case I
1: had that's similar to this one where it was a bounce check, you know, for pizza. They ordered pizza and gave a bounce check, and I just went and talked to the people and said, really? Really? Y'all have us called out here for a bounce check. I said, why don't you just pay? I still remember the $15.83. That's how much it costs for the damn people. (laughs) Why don't you just pay the fifteen eighty three and you won't have to see us ever again? They went in the back, came out with the money, and that was it. There was no heightened sense of you know danger or whatever. Nothing.
0: I don't know if the pizza joint was known was for easy. any of that, but it was uh, anode.
2: Okay. All right, Mike. So as a, as a former L.E.O., when you, it, it, you've you seen the video, so you approach Mr. Floyd in his vehicle and he is acting in the manner that he's acting. Do you just leave him alone? No!
0: I think we broke this down, public, right? Or is,
2: he, or is he a potential public health and safety concern?
1: Now, I'm going to tell you this, okay? Is... is he he elevated the escalated the situation to me, right? And we had broken hey, down the video in an episode. Floyd, okay. Floyd, the way he was acting, right? So you know, and if you look at the uh, episode where we broke it down, it's like, hey, I don't see I don't see anything he did wrong here, the officer. You know what I mean? So each case is different, but what I'm saying is, if it's in the hood. somebody's acting like that or it could be the suburbs i was responding the same way right that that's that's my whole point you know it's not i'm not if somebody's on drugs i act the same way man i'm gonna handle it you know and i did You think
2: that shogun reacted differently because Floyd was black yes You, you think we had a white person of the same statute he would have acted differently.
1: yes I gotta keep it going I said it once I gotta keep it going Paul you weren't there for the I mean, I
2: don't, I mean, I that's a huge presumption you and, I, you and I are both making presumptions I mean there's no way that we can say that there's one way that was is right or wrong but well okay let me be I serious here. Is control the situation don't question my authority. When my authority is in question, I'm going to escalate to control the situation. That's how modern policing works in the United States. If yeah, that's you not. had a white guy that was the same size, that was acting the same way, I think he would have gotten the exact same
0: treatment. I think there was a case before this one where he, the same thing happened. He went, uh,
2: I'm going to fuck this guy up because he's black. I just don't believe that. Now, that doesn't necessarily say that that don't question my authority and the escalation is a good thing because i don't agree with it i think it's one of the problems that we have in policing in the united states right but i don't think that this is this Fuck this black guy i'm just gonna i i just i i don't agree with it as much as i don't like the smug ass look on that dude's face while all that shit's going on i just don't
1: you don't think, think it was think based that off that of his, his uh reaction or his conduct was based off a of race yeah, I don't, I
2: don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's, it's right, based right. Off
1: a base type of position. I, I I'll give you that, but once again, now to me, if I was sitting there talking to Chauvin, I would say, was it worth it? I don't think right. it was because it's hard to prove. For one, it's but hard to you're prove. you are also talking you hindsight,
0: young guy, right? Well, Hindsight's
2: no, very difficult to. We, we, we all have much better clarity, in hindsight than we do in the moment.
0: Well, I think as as we said though, Paul, in our breakdown. The hindsight we get, but when we talked about the point of no return was at the police car, and yeah. he was in cuffs on the ground. Even me and Mike were talking about that because there were other officers saying, hey, don't you think, hey, don't do this, and Chauvin wasn't listening to them. So at that point, I think that's where the culpability of all that he's responsible is. And why he stayed on on him for that long, even in court now they're saying it's not uncommon. The guy who teaches it said it's not uncommon to stay that long. But even as me and Mike were saying, I still don't understand where the threat is. I don't understand why this guy is a threat if he's barely even moving. So sit him up. Let the paramedics come in. If you think he's a threat, you just re-engage. He's not. He's not his hands aren't free. So I think that was just treated wrong from that point on.
1: Yeah, but just just get this out there. When you talk about things that are not uncommon, there has to be some action or some type of behavior from the uh, subject for that to be uncommon or common behavior like Sharvin did. You know, if someone's just laying there, handcuffs behind their back, that's uncommon for nine minutes on the back. From back, yeah. neck, back, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. It's uncommon. And you have three other officers there. Hey, that's a... I don't know. It's, I'm sorry. But he, he's one... He, again, I'm, I'm not trying to put up that but
2: he's one guy. The others aren't physically restraining you. Floyd, he's one guy, one guy doing it. And okay, so let's even. No, so they were physically sense. restraining him. Okay, at so at one point there were. Let's even think about it from an anatomical standpoint. Let's say he had his knee directly on his carotid artery. Dude's got another one on the other side that's still like pumping and flowing. So, like, if you look at a blood choke, like, if I wrap you up in a triangle and I'm choking you out, I'm cutting off both of your carotid arteries' blood flow. So, even if, and again, I'm not making excuses for the dude. So, even if the knee was directly on his carotid artery, he still has collateral circulation in the other artery. So, is, yeah. it, is it feasible that a mid-50s, large black man, so you put all, you. there's a whole bunch of cardiovascular genetic categories I can throw you into that's been doing speed balls, could it potentially within a reasonable doubt his other situations be the cause of his death? Could it? That's the argument they're making. And I think they're going to win on it, honestly.
0: Yeah. I, think they're, I don't think the prosecution is going to prove their case. I think it doesn't matter, though, because I think the public opinion is going to... I think they're going to win on it. You think they're going to prove it? Yeah, I think they're going to win on it.
2: I, I think, at worst, he, at worst, he would get manslaughter. But I still think they're going to win on it that, yeah, with reasonable doubt, that's the way that our jurisprudence... You said at worst and,
1: what? The lowest so again, one. Would you say at worst what? At worst, it would be manslaughter. Oh, okay, okay. For, for him, I, I would anyway. be satisfied with that. Well, once do, again, going, mean, by, going by the letter of the law, I would, I would, I would literally be satisfied with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, and so, so, but is there reasonable doubt that Floyd's condition going into that altercation is what led to his death? Where if a normal, healthy person going into that wouldn't have died. Is there reasonable doubt with? A lethal dose of fentanyl, methamphetamines. He just—is there reasonable doubt? I think there. I think there is.
1: Yeah, but is there? To me, it's stronger when you have doctors saying that a healthy person with a knee on their back like that would still is potentially suffer the same consequences.
0: Well, asphyxiation is no no new thing in law enforcement. People have died from asphyxiation throughout. That's happened.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's right.
0: what I'm just saying, though, so there's always a chance.
1: Right. What?
2: It's a small percentage that bites you in the ass.
1: There you go. The 10%.
2: Right. That's what I was saying earlier. It's a small percentage, and so you have to change the way that you practice your profession to try and accommodate those small percentages and not get bit in the ass by them.
0: There's a lot of percentages going around today that we have to modify everything for. So why not well, law enforcement? No, well, I'm not going to say that, but <clears throat> i go back to what I said
1: before about how, you know, dude, it was just $20, had your day, you could have had your day in court, you did, you did the right thing, whatever. But nobody ever speaks on the officer's actions like, was it really worth it? You, you know what I mean? It's like, it's always, to me, it's always like one-sided. And, you know, being prior law enforcement, I always look at the officer's actions first and say, eh, okay. It's just like if it was an EMT, Paul could speak on it because he's been there. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I just, that's the first. Talk.
0: I try to do. I put myself in their senate situation. That's the first yeah. thing I do. What would I do? And I think a lot of the the uproars from people who don't know either side of them. They're not the criminal or they're not the police officer. So they're just looking at this from somebody else telling them that was wrong. That killed them. So of course, if that killed them, I would feel bad. I would react yeah. to that.
1: Yeah. Okay, Jim.
0: What are they all criminals?
1: No, I'm saying most of what I've been saying for years, man. The average American, excuse me, the average American looks at things, they inject themselves into the storyline
0: by race, camaraderie, and class. Right, but you're talking about injecting yourself through experience. Like if you have no experience as a law enforcement officer, how do you even know what the officer is even possibly thinking? Because you couldn't put yourself in that scenario. You know, just well, like with
1: the EMT. Yeah, but believe it or not, I can care less what the officers thinking. I always look at what they what they're doing.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, there's there's times when you've been to a call, like you said, the d- domestic. You know, why are you all tense and, and ready, or why are you a- approaching and do? I mean, you do certain things because of your experience. Other people think you can send a counselor over there and just stop the whole thing from happening. Yeah, like that's what
1: we're talking about. First.
0: Yeah, they should send the counselor. Yeah. And then Paul will come and take the counselor out and then the police will go in.
1: At the end, a good conversation though.
0: Yeah. I still think at the end of the day, uh he's not gonna get charged. I think they're gonna find a way out of this. Uh, I, I, I'm just I'd be surprised, but I think the public's not gonna take it anyway. So lock you your have, doors, board he's your windows. Gonna
1: be charged. He's gonna be found guilty on one one of those thirty charges. <laughs> he's going to be found guilty on one of them.
0: Yeah, I'm saying no. You say yeah. Paul, you saying well, yeah he's going to be found guilty? Paul just sitting there with a big smile, so he might be think, frozen. I
2: think, it, I think
0: it... Oh, he is frozen.
2: At the harshest, they're going to have him at man's subject. I think at the harshest. Yeah. I don't, th- I well, don't I, think they they can they can prove murder.
0: Can, yeah, can, I wasn't saying he shouldn't get some the punishment. defense
2: prove I think there's a reasonable doubt reasonable doubt I mean again that's that's the jurisprudence that we utilize in our, in our legal system I think there's a reasonable doubt that George Floyd died completely because of the actions of Officer Shotman. I, oh, okay. I think that you're going to have a difficult time being beyond a reasonable doubt
1: did that be the case I think the only problem I have with that and we have gone so long but I think it was yeah. good um the only problem I have with that is when people talk about well you know he did overdose before okay so we have some history he's done this before he has survived now the only reason why he didn't survive is because of the actions of the officer and that's why I think he's going to be I guilty. But, but
0: is that fair, Mike, though? Couldn't you back that up, say, well, the actions of him, which prompted the officer to up the level of force or up the—couldn't le- well, you, you back that up? I mean, Absolutely I'm, not. I won't back that up. Know? And
1: here's why. Because as an officer, your job is to do what? Assist, protect, defend. And it's not just the store owner or— Whoever else, is the person you have in your custody. Once you put the uh, braces on them, they are your responsibility.
0: Right. And when you tell them to get in the police car and you make them get in the police car, that is their, their safety. That is where they're safe, even from the general population. Right.
1: I, I got you on that. So but when he you woke me in the police car. I got that. And when they brought him out, what happened? He was no longer safe because of the
0: actions of the officer. So they oh, really him the out of the car?
2: He's the one that, like, scooted his own ass out of the truck.
0: Yeah, I didn't think the cops brought him out of the car. Yeah. He, he ended up out of the, of the car, car, though, right?
1: Because go. he wouldn't go in. Dude, I, I don't think y'all really understand this. Once you put the bracelets on them, they are your responsibility. Oh, well, I
0: understand that completely. You're saying get
2: in the car, and he's resisting you getting in the car. When okay, in in the front- car and... You're trying to pull him in from the other side, and he pushes himself out the other side. And what happened? Says, oh my God, can you breathe! Let me out of the car. I'm claustrophobic. Let me lay down. So you take him out of the car, and you let him lay down. And he's a big dude. So you're just gonna—he's in cuffs. He's okay, or do you, do you have some type of physical restraint on him?
1: They didn't have to have that. Take your hand, put it right there on the chain of the bracelets, and you can control him if he's laying down. You can take so the smallest person
2: him just controlling the bracelets.
1: He can't do much, man. He man, he can barely do anything. Am I right, Jim? I don't know. He's a big dude.
0: Well, they are temporary restraint device. Handcuffs are not permanent. We know this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just All right. saying. There have been some guys that could break them. Okay, here we go. So, what's the percentage of that?
1: <laughs> so.
2: What's so the no percentage of all of this? Yeah. He's got handcuffs on. He gets up and he runs up with handcuffs. And who's the asshole. Say that again? I said, so they just they put him in handcuffs. They let him on the ground. And they leave him there. And he gets up and runs off.
1: No, no, you can't. Once you had the braces on him, you can't just leave him there. And if you watch the video about, I'm going to guess and say about five minutes before that, before he even got to the patrol car, he was on the ground. And they were just leaving him there. When he
2: was sitting up against a wall?
1: Yeah. They didn't have anyone like controlling him or whatever. Yeah, it's so good. but at that point, he wasn't doing
2: the whole flip the fuck out thing either.
1: I got that. But my whole point is, once you put those bracelets on him, I'm telling you, you are responsible okay. for him. Okay. And that's yeah. why you can't it, let it him is, run off. Yeah, it's as simple as, yeah, I'm not talking about the running off, but yeah, it's a good point. That's why you got to put a knee on him in case he gets a run off, right? No, you don't need to put a, he's on his stomach, handcuffed behind his back. No knee is necessary. Well, there's a small percentage chance that he knows like some martial arts and can jump up and run. You
2: can't get up on your feet and
1: run away. Listen, I'm not saying, see, that's, you guys look at uh, having control of him is knee in the back. What I'm telling you is, and we used to train this way. You don't need the knee in the back. When you have hair they're on the ground and you have ha- their handcuffed behind their back. That's like excessive to me. It's like, there's no need for that.
0: Just stand on his arm. No one's ever ran in handcuffs? <laughs> Say what? Never. No one's ever Never. ran in handcuffs? I'm not saying that, Jim. Oh, so how do you take control? How do you make, you make okay, a control? Me, me you this. How you make Before a we go control? down this
1: rabbit hole, Jim. It's Are really you good. saying the only way to control someone in handcuffs, lying on the ground, is to put a knee in the back? I didn't say that. Well, I'm asking you.
2: No.
0: No, it's that's not, not the only, only way.
1: way. Okay, name another way. You can
0: hold their him, arm, physically you put your on hands on him. Uh, I mean, There's a whole lot of ways to do it. You can put him in the patrol car. No, they're on the ground. How else could you control them until the big van or big truck, paddy wagon, whatever comes by? That, well, you can at least watch him and then if he bolts, tackle him before he gets anywhere. They a rock on their head. <laughs> a rock? <coughs> That's what I do with
2: kids when they cry. I just put them in the tub and a rock on
1: their head. real quick. Jim, I think He's we better pull the, yeah, we we pull the pin before we Yeah, we got to pull the
0: pins. We got to have a whole nother time. There's going to be plenty of Floyd updates. We could do this all, all week or month. I think it's going to go on. So let's pull the pin on that. Uh, let's maybe keep our pull the pins and... People of the Week or whatever you want to talk about short, and we'll come back another episode. So what do you got? You guys got something? Uh, A pull the pin or a POW? Whichever you want.
1: I don't have anything. Nothing? No, I don't have anything. Paul? I got a
2: shout-out to my friend James Hoskins in Clarksville, Tennessee. His gym was voted the best Jiu-Jitsu gym in Clarksville. This dude spends a whole lot of his time and effort working with the youth in our town to make them more confident and strong in themselves. That's a guy that's putting in the good work. He's a small business entrepreneur, so I'd like to go ahead and what's his name this week and give him a congratulations. What's his name? James Hoskins. James James Hoskins. He's
1: a vet. Yeah, he was a
2: medic in the army. He and I, uh, yeah, I knew he's a vet. him. From- he hasn't he been, been on here Cali yet, right? are ER together at Fort yeah, You want right. the story? You want know, to hear him from him, from that, right? So you
0: want to hear the story from him? Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, uh, hear the story? He's, he's from, he's from
2: him. To tell you his story.
1: Yeah, but don't tell him about. It. Tell him to tell you the story about the time I arrested him. Yeah, yeah, the medic. A, a I remember him. He's out
2: there doing the good work, man. And so hats off to him. He's like being a leader in this community and and uh, doing it right and raising the next generation with good values. And so right on.
1: No, I arrested him one time. Amazing. <laughs> <don't know. laughs> and you yeah. have to tell him I said that, though. You have to tell him I said that, man. I arrested him one time, and he put me in a jiu move, and I let him go. <laughs>
0: The only way to get out of it is come on the show.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. (laughs) Tell him he come on the show and
0: promote his work. And and yeah, he's doing good good work
1: out there, there, man. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. I'll I'll double that uh, POW right there, man. Seriously, a lot of a lot of vets don't get acknowledgement when they're out there doing good things in the community. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Good job, Mike.
1: Yeah. You got anything, Jim?
0: Uh, I'm just going to keep mine real short because we're way over time. I'm just going to give a shout-out to my little secret fan, Johnny, and you know who you are. Uh, keep promoting us. And that is all the time we have for this episode. We hope you come back and join us next time. We hope if you are a veteran, you come on and join us. Get involved. Participate. Until this, the next time, Godspeed. Hey, and pull the pin.